Okay, guys, welcome back to the Unedited Podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about football and racism, and I've got three guests here. Guys, introduce yourself. My name is Rajas. My name is Gerald. And my name is Oscar. In today's topic, we're just talking about touching on football racism, what happened last week in regards to the England game, and how now a lot of like racist comments have appeared, and how you know the three black players have been, you know being attacked and seeing as obviously we three are into football wanted to like relate it to you guys and see your opinions and stuff so let's get into it so okay, what are, okay. so what are your thoughts on football racism exactly from that match like how what was your opinions on that um who wants to go first uh let, let me kick off because i actually was at the match i was there in it oh man okay so i was yeah, at Wembley. the match and like even prior to coming in, yeah, like it was a madness in it, but I wasn't thinking about racism at the time. It was more of a madness because it was bare people trying to stampede and get in and yeah, yeah. So, but then what I was saying is that like, obviously everyone for the first time felt like, especially like the minority non black, I mean, non whites, what I are like excited about, you know, for England. the first time, England, like no one's, yeah. no one's you like that, aren't it? Everyone yeah. was saying English, and like for the first time, people like raw, like, yeah, they're fully claiming it for the first time. Exactly. Like, yeah. And we felt united, and then it felt like for the first time, like you know, pe- white people are taking in diversity and everything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. What I was saying to my manager at work the other day was that it's mad how, like, as soon as Saka missed his penalty, my first thought was that Arnie run, get the fuck out of him. I like Me in it. Like, it's crazy how in a flip of a switch. I'm thinking, oh, England, you know, come on, England, it's coming home, red, red, red. And I'm like, oh, crap, these men are now going to hate me. You're in danger now. Yeah, so I just sprint out in it. So, yeah, I mean, those are my immediate thoughts, but then it's like, it's nothing new in it. Like, this is all been going on, but the difference is it's exaggerated or extended to social media now. Yeah. You can now abuse players behind, like, a screen and everything like that. Yeah. Doing it. So yeah, it's it's a madness, and like I think it's the first time it's getting like proper global attention. Like you've seen, it's extended to like other sports. I've seen like Diddy has commented on it. Yeah, Osaka, like there's oh, so did Diddy commented yeah. on the England thing? Yeah, he posted on Instagram as well, isn't it? So oh right, man. So yeah, I mean that's good as well. Like it's getting global attention, but yeah, yeah, like, nah, for real. What's actually being done? Like nothing's really been done in it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, well, yeah, I, I agree with that still because I was at the pub as well, fam. As soon as, like, even <laughs> all of us, like, most of us on our table, well, we were black in it. There's a couple of white brothers as well. But then we saw um two black people had missed. And like, as soon as Sancho had missed, we were like, yeah, I can't lie. If we lose this, it's going to be a long day for the Knicks. Like, I'm not going to lie. We already knew that. Fam. Like, literally, that's what everyone was saying at the table. It was a common consensus. And then when Saka missed, the way swiftly everyone ducked out. Even five seconds, everyone was gone, fam. It was, <laughs> it was mad, like. But even though I'd say where we were, it was never that deep. Like, I was never gonna get um, that serious with you know people being racist directly towards us. But I was already like thirty minutes later, I was already seeing videos online of people beating up a black guy yeah. on Twitter, yeah. you know, and someone nearly getting stabbed. Like I'm seeing all of this online within half an hour, I believe, half an hour after the penalty. So bit crazy like the racial you know the, the, i feel like whenever things are going good 
people are always going to support regardless. That's just the way life is. It's yeah, everything, yeah. you know. Whenever something's going mm. good, there's nothing to complain about. So you can hide your true feelings. But they always say, fam, you can always find out who someone is when you're going through the hard times. The hard right? times, literally. So, yeah. fam, as soon as something goes wrong, but that's when you see who, who the, you know, what people's true feelings are and who the true racists are. But at the same time, though, to be devil's advocate, as much as, you know, there's always going to be, like, at the end of the day, British has historically been racist, so there's always going to be racist people out there. But what I will say is, firstly, um, I, British were attacking British as well. Like, there was anger after the game as a whole. So, like, one of my friends, um, one of my white friends, he said it was, like, at some other place. Like, uh, there was a big screen. There was about 200 people there. And then as soon as the game ended, Saka Messi starts to throw the bottle at the screen. And then the, pe- the, the screen must have broken something. And obviously, after that, there was a whole riot started. Like, English were fine. English, didn't matter who you were. It was just, fam, Donnie's a battery in each other. You know, you had white brothers on the floor, just there bleeding. Donnie's getting, you know, arrested and that. And then also, um, it was, obviously, there was just chaos all around, in it? But at the same time, fam, like, there's there's no room for for racism in this thing. So, like, I, yeah, on Twitter, when you're seeing all these things, like, uh, you you expect it to happen, but at the same time, yeah, what can we do to change it? Mm. So, but, yeah, yeah, but actually, to, to go back to what I was saying before as well, um, i got another question. Do you feel like it would be it would have been worse back in the day than now, or it's worse now. Oscar, do you want to answer um, that? To be honest, I, I I think it's the same. Um, I think now, I guess because you can get cancelled online and people fear their presence, yeah. people are a bit a bit more skeptical about being as open. And a lot of people, a lot of especially like English people, they think like this country isn't racist just because they're not as overt with their racism, but it's still there, even if even if it's subtle. Yeah. So I guess um back in the day it would have been worse in terms of like maybe you would have seen like more um more like physical crime towards people. Mm. But um to me it's all the same, like whether it's physical or verbal, like it's it's all the same. Yeah, no, literally, literally. So what? So you feel like um, the volume and amount we're seeing, it would be the same as in like if it was in the yeah. 1980s, 1990s, kind of, and and now. Yeah, I do. I think um, I think we 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 have benefited because obviously London's very multicultural. So yeah. the newer generation, they may be maybe a, like a bit less likely to be racist, but. When when your grandparents are racist and your parents, yeah, exactly. are, it just filters down. Yeah, that's what I was, I was so, going to bring up um, as well. Like the, the yeah, you know how because of London being more multicultural, I guess yeah. in our city you won't see as much of, even they still see it. But then now when you venture out, it's, mm-hmm, it's still going to mm-hmm. be the same thing. So I guess there's something to look, there's something positive to look at in the multicultural thing. But at the same time, yeah, there's, there's still a, abundant an abundance of racism in the country. Like when you're venturing out to those countryside areas and areas when there's not enough black people. So I feel like it's just about integration. Like the more you mix, the more you mix people together, then the less likely they are to discriminate against each other. But at the same time, yeah, with the grandparents and that, if you're if your grandparents are holding views, then they're gonna pass it on to their children, etc. So yes. That's a bit of a, a more awareness to it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So 
what can the England FA do to reduce this matter and what can we do as people to tackle this ongoing issue? I mean, I, I work at AFA, so I feel like I have yeah. a knowledge of what, what's being done. I mean, ever since the old Black Lives Matter movement has been like, you know, very prevalent over the past year, um, it's, you know, it's open doors and conversations at the FA around what they can do more. Uh, we've had like a lot of, um, you know, internal staff, including myself, ex ex you know, speak on our experiences in the past year or in the past five years, whatever, oh. working there and everything like that. So I think they they have they're more conscious about how they can change it. But really, like, there's not much they can do as a governing body. So like, they could they can like reprimand people and stuff like that. Um, but really, it needs to be like more of a FIFA sort of thing where FIFA could be like, all right, cool, all right. If like, let's say like. If a fan, for example, has been uh, it's been caught like racially abusing someone, they should be banned for life. Because right yeah. now you you probably get like at most like a one or two year ban in it. Yeah. So like to it to, like if someone's willing to like you know do that, so really they should be banned for life if they're making racial comments on social media or in person in it. So I think what the FA needs to do and they need to collaborate and work in partnership with like the Premier League work in partnership with um, the FA, UEFA, et cetera, and really tackle racism in that sense. Because, for example, like, let's say, like, let's say if England play a game in, like, I don't know, let's say Latvia, and then the Latvian fans are racist, right? What happens mm. if the, um, the, the Latvian FA would then get um, fined, like, £20,000 or something like that. that that's not going to affect anyone because they've got the money to cover that. So exactly. You need, to, you need to cover those people. For example, it could be a thing where, like, all right, for a year, they're not allowed to have any fans in stadiums um, during yeah. national matches. Because mm -hmm. one thing you need to learn, I think, if you don't remember, during the Super League thing, yeah, look mm. at the reaction of how all these entities reacted to it because it affected their pockets. Yeah, exactly. So one, financially, when, yeah. Like, financially affects people. That's when people make change. Because at yeah, the minute, yeah. it doesn't affect them. So you have to hurt them financially. And how they affect them financially is tickets. Because that's how they make most of these... FAs yeah, and money. entities make their money through tickets, isn't it? So if mm. you can't have fans buying tickets, it's your pockets. And that's the only way you're going to get really popular change. Um, so yeah, that's something. And it should, that's the way I think it can change, isn't it? Yeah, actually, that's yeah, a pass. Yeah. yeah, ticket bands. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. A ticket um, band. Okay. Now I hear that because Boris Johnson was saying that do you think social media races should be banned from football? So obviously, through that, maybe we could tackle that. And apparently, there's like an ongoing. Um, but, you know, just to add to that, like, why they need to be banned? So, for example, like there was um, yeah. someone that was caught being racist towards Rashford here, Marcus Rashford on Sunday, and they found out that person is a coach, a football coach. So, yeah, he coaches under nine. So imagine, like, let's say, nine years old, he's black, and if he's being coached by someone that's racist and has no problem with tweeting racist abuse towards players. How am I meant to then think, oh, my God, like, I can allow my children or my son or my nephew or my niece or whoever to play for, for like, white coaches when internally they're racist? So it mm. makes you think, like, that. So like, it, it, the racist person could be, like, someone in, like, a, a high position in the job, someone that looks after children, someone that works with black people in general. So yeah. that's, what we, that's why these things need to happen and why they need to be banned, because then it's, like... And and equally, like if they're working in jobs where like they're working around black people or young black people, they should be sacked because this guy's working. Like for example, this the example I gave, if he's educating or coaching young black people, 
he didn't turn any racist, so he's going to be negative towards them already, isn't it? That way, isn't it? And to touch on that, that's a real experience, especially someone like me. I've played grassroots football for when I was a kid uh, up until like uh, secondary school times. And you do experience that when you're a black kid playing football. It's also like they deem you not technical enough to play certain positions. They just assume that you you just have pace and power. So they put you in certain positions, um, even though even though like you have the ability to play others. So I think that's a that's a thing. And in terms of um, what you guys said about social media, because, you know, if if you post music that gets taken down in seconds if you post football like the actual the actual videos it gets taken down in seconds but racism can stay for weeks and weeks and weeks online like it doesn't yeah. make sense so you have you have the infrastructure and the capacity to get rid of things instantly but yeah. when it's racism you leave it there for example like when yeah. um i'm sure you guys saw what happened to christian erickson in the first game that denmark played it was to the point you couldn't even search his name on twitter because like they wanted to filter what happened and give him the privacy and, and rightly so. But still now, I'm pretty sure if, if I go on uh, Bukayo Saka's Instagram, I'm going to see monkey emojis and I'm going to see people calling him yeah. the N-word. So, Literally. Like, it, I, I think it, it can still search nigga. You can search nigga on Twitter and it'll still come up with it. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So, and also in terms of the FA, they have an app uh, called Kick It Out. So again, I'm I'm someone that goes to games. So it's like an online forum where um, if you see anything, like as a fan that goes to games, like I suggest you report it, even though the chances of it being taken forward, probably not that high, but there is that infrastructure there. And well, then we'll, we'll see what Boris says. And he, he said that he's, he's going to ban them for life, but is he really going to do it? Because he's, yeah, he's, he, he's the same guy that, um, that when, said, yeah, when the, about the, the kneeling, thing. yeah, the kneeling thing. Yep. He, he was all right with that. And this is the, yeah. the same in English fans that boo other people's national anthems. So, uh, bro, I'd be real. I, I, I don't know where it's going to go. And I feel like at cool with the, the whole social media thing, obviously, I don't think that English, England FA can do something about that. But, or unless they contact the social media accounts. But what the social media um, companies, I mean, should be doing for like the same way they did the um they prohibited people searching up Ericsson. It's not hard to just put in your search engine like literally uh like uh an algorithm that says yo nigger you can't you can't post profanity um such as nigger or you know black cunt when it's used together things like that like it's very mm. easy to refrain people from tweeting those things or putting those on Instagram like it's, like, it's the same way that have you noticed that like you know when you're on PSN or something or when you're trying to make usernames on um, websites they'll prohibit you from using you know words like fuck shit nigga all of this stuff because it's in the it's in the program it's coded into the program that you can't do that like it's just as soon as you type that out cool it's not going to allow you to process it or mm-hmm. it's, it's not hard to implement that so why they haven't done it already I, I don't understand like I get freedom of speech but at the same time you have to understand the world we live in now yeah. People that are have so many different followers or so many, millions of followers, like they they have feelings like us as well. So if people are able to target them so easily due to this freedom of quote unquote freedom of speech that they have, you're not really protecting them in any way and um, them from the harm that could come from this and you know obviously mentally what it could do to them. So it's not I, I I get the whole freedom of speech thing, but at the same time it's not hard to do that. Like just cancel those words from being tweeted. Especially after a game like that as well. Yeah, I feel like they yeah. can do more. So yeah, they can definitely do more stuff. They need to filter that out and actually action yeah. it. But 
they're not going to do that unless obviously. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the monkey emoji, like, why is that? Yeah, why would that need to? Why would that have to be used? And why is that needed? So exactly. You know, yeah, like, do, you, so. do you think this will ever change? Though, do you think this will be an ongoing thing? Obviously. Gone. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be ongoing. I do believe that slowly as generations go on, we'll start to see a reduction in racism because at the end of the day, like integration is inevitable in the where uh, society now that's been the most integrated it's ever been. So you know you have like if you go back in the day and now you ha- you ask how many people um you ask people how many friends of different races they have that number than ever. So I do believe it's going yeah, it will go down. But as of right now, obviously, it's still very abundant because, you know, like the the people that are, you know, grandparents now and parents now, back in their day, racism was still very much prominent in society to the point where it wasn't being criminally, um, they weren't being criminally prosecuted for things such as like lynchings. Like lynchings are still going on back when these men were, were fucking teenagers, you feel me? So obviously, them are now being older, that they can pass to their children no more. You know easily, but now as this generation grows up, you know, I feel like that number will reduce. Then, as their children grow up, you know, it will reduce, and then you know, so on and so on. And you know, Black Lives Matter the movement is stronger than ever, so the efforts they're making to raise awareness, as much as people don't think it's young kids seeing BLM, like at the end of the day, young kids soak up everything like a sponge, you feel me? So if they're seeing that and they know it's wrong from early, they're less likely, even if they may have those thoughts, they're less likely to be outspoken. And then obviously with their children, because they're not hearing them speak about it, they're not going to be having those thoughts anyway. So I I do believe it will get better. But yeah, as of right now, it's it's, it's still a problem. Still, It's a big problem. Yeah. Oscar, Gerald, what do you think? Um, what, What was the actual point? Uh, question rather than I can elaborate. Uh, like, do you think this will still be an ongoing issue? And if so, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's racism, and it racism's not going to die out anytime soon, in it. So it's it, again, like, obviously, like I said, I, I was in, in right on Saturday, and he obviously he, was, he came up in a generation where like he just had to deal with be, you know being racially abused by players by fans, by managers and coaches where it was very much normalised and something that black players just had to deal with. So he obviously to him, it's obviously improved, but nothing has really changed in terms of like, you know, players are still subjected to racism. It's just, you know, in different formats. It might not be as much from fans in stadiums as much as before because it's really easy to spot when a fan does it in the stadium now. But like until, you know, like 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 Roger said, it's a generational thing, in it. So like, we need you know all these generations of people to then become more cultural, more uh, multicultural and stuff like that, and then from there it can change. Where in football, the only way you can ever really change in football is if there are procedures whereby people are re- reprimanded for their for their abuse, and until that happens, nothing will change. And I don't think that's gonna happen for some time because, like I said, it doesn't affect anyone's pockets and revenue and until it does no one's going to make any difference so i'd like to think yeah it won't be as bad in the next five ten years but it'll still be prevalent in football um without a doubt so but yeah i mean i'm hopeful that maybe by the time i have grandchildren racism will 
no not necessarily no longer exist, but it won't be as prevalent as it is today. Because yeah, hundred, you know, hundred. But yeah, like right, the minister was still gonna be there, man, because like where <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, I I share the same views as Gerald. Like um to be honest, I've kind of I kind of accepted I'm 22, I've kind of accepted that in my lifetime racism is always gonna be a thing. So, like he said, I can only hope for my children and possibly my grandchildren that um, it isn't as 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 like common as it is now. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I say my the reason why I've kind of given up about like in my lifetime because if you think about it, like uh, this country was literally just finished off paying slave masters six years ago. So, yeah. like, Wait, it's what? not. Hey, explain it's, that. I didn't even know that. So basically, um, when obviously when slavery was abolished, yeah. all the people that owned slaves had to be like repaid money yeah. because they're like, oh, you're taking my slaves from me, so you have to compensate me. So it's only 2015 when this country, this government, finished paying off all the slave masters for, right. for slavery that happened years ago. So um, to me, um, yeah, that's why I, I don't I don't really see anything changing um anytime soon if I'm honest but yeah, yeah. I can only be hopeful Literally, like as with the older generation still there and generations that were so active in being racist towards other you know races especially black people it can't change right now like they, they have to that generation has to go for things to change and then things to progress because at the end of the day those are the, some of these people are still the people in power like 100 um, percent yeah and I think one see we all need to understand as well is like all of us are from London and I think you've touched on this already both of you anyway yeah because you live in London you become so London-centric that you feel or you think that the rest of the UK or even it's not like that yeah like that like as soon as you go past the M25 yeah Mm -hmm. a different city in London or you like you forget like how white this country is we only pick up the population three percent Black people remember that. So wow, that's crazy. Right? I didn't even know it was that small. Only three percent of the population is black, and obviously, predominantly, all of them. I think, and then of that three percent, the majority are in, in London, of course. Wait, wait, so, are you telling me yeah, that I saw black is the biggest minority in Britain as well? Nah, it's it's um Asian, so like Asian, oh, right, cool, yeah, and then and then black after. So yeah, like. Cool, cool, cool. So when you think about it this way, right? So like once you leave and you get you you, you get to like remote scenes, like I've worked to people who who openly told me like the first time they saw black people in, in person was like in their teenage years, do you get what I'm saying? Or mm. like they didn't grow up around black people, all their school was completely white. Yeah. So there's gonna be an understanding or a lack of understanding of black culture or non or non-white culture that they don't have. So until these people start integrating with us and other ethnic minorities, then that, that, that racism, not even just racism, but that general lack of understanding of us will still live. Um, so I think one thing we need to be bear in mind as people that live in London is not to expect everyone to be thinking or acting or having the education and knowledge that we have here because life is so different. It's different. It is. Things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, Everyone's yeah. different, yeah. Yeah. Um, another point I feel like putting here is that even though we're relating it to football you have to remember that I feel like everything in life is like you know we we learn from everything in our society so whatever is um, propagated to us we don't 
and you know in online through social media or whatever it is we, we especially the young kids they soak up everything mm-hmm. so even if you change it in football if it's not changed in other media outlets then let me give an example so um let's say in the beauty industry for example yeah i know like a few of i know a few white brothers yeah that i know they they like you see how the rise of drill and um and just black music in general and hip-hop yeah. is it's taken over the world so people are starting to like you know accept that side of the black culture and because of that they may see like you know some people see like black people as cool or black men as cool i say yeah black men is cool but then now you see the same white brothers that think black men are cool but they're discriminating against black women like for example you have um the, the, those same guys will fetishize like lighter skin tones with you know um assets like let's say big a big ass and a big breast um, which are predominant like predominant features that you know belong to more black women more yeah but they'll fetishize those features on light skinned women but then now because of the way dark skinned women are portrayed in media and their media and their lack of portrayal as well mm-hmm. um it it kind of you know the, the, those same white brothers that fetishize those um features on light skin skin tones they see it as disgusting on darker skin tones you feel me like they'll start mm-hmm. calling them even though it won't be as extreme as the example i'm about to present like not all of them are that extreme but they'll be thinking that like but well, i've seen some brothers call you know a dark skin girl like a monkey just because she's like oh she looks nasty now i like that i want on the last thing for me so it's like even if it does change your football if you're not changing things in the media as well like and the way beauty is portrayed in the media like subconsciously people are still gonna have those thoughts for me. so it has to change in all outlets that we have and with that and that are presented to us I feel like it needs to change in all those outlets for there to be an actual change in generations to come. If that makes sense. I don't know if I explained that the way. Yeah, somehow you did. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Definitely change that mindset. But it's easier than done. But yeah. Yeah, so it's it's bigger than football still. But yeah, that's another conversation for another day. So it does interfere. 100%. No, agreed, agreed. But how would you describe football and racism in one word, if you can? Or sentence. Uh, Can I have a thing? No, 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 no. In one word to describe football racism. Yeah, or, or, or in a sentence, if you can. I think it's the best way I can describe it, rather than saying it in one word. One word, yeah. It some it. it Football racism is something that all black players, all fans, or black fans of the sport are now are something that we've had to become accustomed to. So, so now if you talk to any player or you talk to anyone that's um, that's involved in football, they're aware that they're going to be, you know, they're going to be succumb to racism at any point. So, yeah, it's something that we just all have to, we've all become accustomed to, generally. So, which is sad to say it. But like, yeah, I mean, I used to play football back in the day, and I, as a fan as well. Like, even when I go watch matches, when I'm a season ticket stuff like that, and I've gone to certain stadiums, I know that raw like this, it, it could get long for man at any point. Mm. In it. So, and that's something that I, I always have to be cognizant of whenever I'm watching football. So yeah, something that you know, that all black players or fans have to be mindful of in it. If I'd say one sentence is that. Mm. 
that last bit. So yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Anyone else? Um, I'll just describe it as it's it's not surprising, but it's just unacceptable. Like yeah. I'm when it happens, I'm not surprised by it because it's happened so much to the point where maybe I'm even becoming desensitized to it. Mm. Um but yeah, yeah, it's yeah just so um so unacceptable on, on so many different levels. And to touch on what Raja said, the education's so key. So a lot of a lot of them are just ignorant, they just don't have the knowledge. Um yeah, the ones that do have the knowledge and still choose to be racist, those are those are lost causes, if I'm honest. But yeah, um yeah. education's key. But ignorance, yeah, that's a big thing as well. Ignorance. And a lot of people may not actually be racist. Like you see when a lot of white brothers here, they'll be like, Oh, why is BLM being propagated so much? Da, 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 da. But from a lot of the time, yeah, even though a lot of them are racist, yeah, they just and they it's their lost causes, like you say. But a lot of them actually just don't know about the history of black people. Like they know, okay, they may know black people are slaves, da, 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 but then or were slaves and now they've been freed, but that's all they know, like they know baseline level, like they don't know the now the effects of that being carried on today like how these countries in Africa are still affected and how people um now systematically are um affected by this like they just see it from a baseline level so when they see BLM everywhere they're thinking yo like why does it need this much um you know exposure like we, we already get the message da, 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 da. but the actually because Family, you don't know the history behind it so once they learn a lot of them become a lot more understanding like oh right, cool like, I, I cool so this is why but from a lot of them just aren't in that position where they've, they've learned about it yet then it's like um that's why at the same yeah, time think, it's not, that's why it's not surprising to me yeah go, I, think that, I was just gonna say that a lot of white people they probably think okay like racism exists but they think racism is just like you know calling a black person uh, a black con or something like that when really like there's obviously COVID and over racism and mm. a lot of white people are, are complicit in you know in propagating um uh, covert racism in the workplace in general life like someone i don't know covert racism could be like microaggressions and it like someone asking like oh like why do you brush your hair or like you know yeah exactly or, or, or why does your, your food smell like that or like you know just don't yeah. Things in it, and a lot of white people aren't cognizant or don't know that by doing that, you're also being racist in it, exactly. Yeah, understanding just the the, the wider context of racism. Racism is not just like being offensive, racism is like a lack of understanding of who other people are. We have a a very good understanding of white people, do you get what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Whereas they don't have an understanding of us, so it's about yeah, like, we literally talk about it. <laughs> exactly. So we know their history, we know their what they eat, their culture, and everything like that, but they don't know yeah. about ours. So it's yeah, a thing, exactly. now it's a, a thing where they need to start doing it for us because by, by yeah. uh, having an understanding, they're also being racist as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ignorance is a big thing. But that's why I'm grateful for things like, you know, meet the um music and that. I feel like music is a Big, it plays a big part in um, conjoining the cultures like, and educating people, even though it's in, it's in such an indirect way because it educates people without them knowing they're being educated. Like, for example, you see our Afrobeat songs taking over the UK, like a lot of Afrobeat songs, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll chart like in the you know, top 10 or something like that. And then in those, in the that same song, they'll be talking about whether it's like, it's a Nigerian singing about jollof or puff, like puff puff or things like that. You feel me? And then they're like, oh, "Okay, what's that?" And then when they actually 
see it in real life, they are they're already familiar with it because of that song, like small things like that. So even yeah. though it doesn't it doesn't change their views entirely, it doesn't educate them, but it's like small um drops here and there like that accumulate over time and then um kind of slowly just take away that ignorance. But even though if someone's not willing to learn though. Like, you know, they're never going to learn, but... That's exactly yeah, what you, you took the words out of my mouth. That was what I was going to yeah. end with, like... Yeah. Like, you, you can't you can't save someone. They don't, don't want to be saved, like... Yeah, exactly, like, that, that's the only thing, though. Yeah. Uh, literally, literally, literally. Yeah. Wow. So, them men that don't want to be saved, that's the earning it. But there are a lot of men that do want to be saved. Oh, so they, they're willing to learn. Mm. They're willing to learn. So, but, yeah, at the same time, there's still a lot of them men out there that... Um, and the thing is, that's another thing as well, like... With the racism on social media, yeah, it comes like I'll, I'll say it's the it's the minority, but because the minority can say they they're, they're so prominent, like you see on Twitter, like it's, it's so negative, yeah. You see, um, whether it's racism or not, like just topics being discussed, it gives power to the people, yeah, and it gives people their voices. But I feel like because people now have voices, they're not willing to, like, oh, you did. I'm gonna put racism aside for a sec. And just talk about just the app in general. Like, I feel like people. So you see how on the app here, there's just a lot of um, negativity just being propagated. Like people are always complaining about things and stuff like that. And whether instead of it being debates, they're not willing to debate with people that have the same uh, that have different points from them. They'll just cuss them out and then get someone that has the same points as them. So you see, like for example, now to bring it back to racism, yeah, um, those racist footballers all their powers out there following our racists as well. All their, all their seen as those racist tweets and now they're putting those racist tweets out themselves and shit like that. But then, and then obviously, yeah, that um, becomes, oh shit, uh, let, let me rewind. In the echo chamber, but, isn't it? That's the echo yeah. chamber. If they're surrounded by content that's racist, then they become... Exactly, exactly. But mm. then what surprised me though, because obviously the racism didn't surprise me, I knew it was coming, but what surprised me was the overwhelming support for yeah, Sakai yeah. and that. Because now when you go on the, because as much as like, you know, it's a bad thing that we're talking about. You just have to outline the good as well. Like, people are uniting and coming together yeah. to stop this. Because if you go on their pages now, as much as you'll see a few monkey emojis, majority, like 90% of it is positive comments. You feel me? So I, mm-hmm. I do think that's something to look forward to as well. Like, all right, cool. It's, it's not, it's not all, it's not all bad. You feel me? Like, it's, there's still, there's still a lot to be hopeful about. Like, because fam, even now you search up Saka's name, but all you see is, is praises now. You feel me? Like, they're really trying to, people are coming out that wouldn't have tweeted before to drown out the racism from that minority. You feel me? So, yeah, that's yeah I, I do, that, that's something I do appreciate. I, I'm, a, I'm starting to learn to appreciate and see myself. But yeah, to, to round it off, it is still a very big issue um, in our society. Exactly. No, absolutely. But thank you all so much for taking part and you know ensuring your valid points has been so good and eye opener. So I appreciate that. Thank you again, Oscar, Rajos, and Gerald. Appreciate it. No worries. Yeah, no worries. No worries. No Anytime, man. Thank, yeah, for you. thank you so much. But yeah, tune in, guys, at the unedited podcast. Stay tuned at eight pm. Thank you. <laughs>